Hey, what's up? This is TJP, and you're listening to the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. That's right, the man that leads you up this mountain, this thing called wrestling. You can call me your Sherpa, but like every Sherpa, you have to have someone teach you how to go up the mountain. So that's what I do. So it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And today, you can find this man at Lubbock Pro Wrestling. You can find this man on RPW, BCW, ACW, and HPA. He is the wild card. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Kind of Jeb at the moment. Wild card's kind of chilling in the back over there, as you can see. He's just kind of relaxing. So I got another part of him locked away for the trip tomorrow. So yeah, I it's cool because I was like looking through like your history and stuff like that and just seeing like the places you've been. And like it's funny because I used to live in Lubbock, actually. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, uh man, I started from a little town with no one really around <laughs> and just went from there, man. And I've just been going since I got started in 2009. May 2000, May 9th, 2009. I've been going since then. Well, what brought you into the sport? I'm curious. Okay. Uh, man, th- this is a story I don't elaborate on a whole lot because it- it's a personal story of mine. Um, I-, I-, I brush over it with a fine tooth comb and leave a lot of things out, but I'm open to it now because I want to be honest. I want people to know my story because it really brings me to who I am today. Um. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the gaming console Sega Genesis? Yeah. So um, my uncle was, I was at my grandma, great grandmother's house and my grandmother lived next door. He brought over a Sega Genesis and had WWF and WCW on it. And he's like, Hey, you want to play video games? I've never really played video games. I'm just a kid. I'm like, sure. Let's play video games. Never had one in my life before. Plugs it in. And all I remember is WWE, uh, Papa Shango, Undertaker, the blue background, the yellow, the bright colors. I'm like, what is this? He goes, this is wrestling. And I just fell in love from there. I Just the colors, the theatrics, like everything about it just drew me in. And unfortunately, uh, with that story comes a dark side, man, is that he used that to get a hold of me in a negative way. So, um which led to another uncle getting a hold of me as well. And when I say get a hold of me, sexual assault, sexual cases. And, and I just fell in love with it though. Like, like I just remember seeing the action figures he had and just like being in, in, intrigued by it, but never knowing anything about it. And then just here and there, I would get, grab TV and watch it. And like my grandma, she used to have one of those old cable boxes and like <laughs> there were times like we would be able to go in and watch or hear the wrestling shows or watch it and like rent it. So I just fell in love with it, man. And I, I was so in and out of homes with between parents because my parents divorced at a young age. So I would watch it at my dad's house, watch it at my mom's house, watch it at my dad's house. So it was never consistent, but I just, I was like, what is this? And I was like, it just drew me in. Yeah. It's weird how the wrestling world like can draw you. And also, you know, I was just watching, um, and so if I don't even need to put the date out, people will know. Um, so I was just watching Dark Side of the Ring. Everybody knows, kind of an episode about the airplane ride from hell, 
And I, I just watched it a few minutes ago as I was working. I, I just got to finish watching it. So it's like, but it's crazy to think like, you know, like, and this was only like 2002, right? But we know like yeah. the things that have happen, happened in wrestling just in general, like we just know like the world, but it's also like in that world, that, that weird world, like you find like so much beauty inside of it as well, because I know like my aunt was the one that introduced me to wrestling and this was like 91. And um, she's like, have you ever watched this before? And I was like, I have no idea what we're watching. I just see a dude wrapped up in like ropes and another man letting a, a, a snake bite him. <laughs> oh, that was my yeah. introduction to wrestling. Yeah, yeah, Jake the Snake Roberts with yeah. uh, that's with Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a great introduction. Oh, right, man. and I was like, "Is it like this all the time?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Is it like this all the time? Oh man, because um, see, what's interesting about it is I got introduced to it, so I don't remember the very first like first first thing I watched, honestly like a full episode, but I do remember, um, at a young age, my second uncle, uh, had heard that WCW had come into town in our little town where we are, where we are. And they were hosting a show at our college basketball stadium. Mm-hmm. And I got all painted up like sting and stuff. And he goes, this guy's really, really cool. Like and I had the red and black and it was a horrible show. It was a <laughs> horrible show like i like i have friends here like that the people that have started wrestling with me were at that show with me and we just didn't know each other that's crazy i was like you know i think about it man like um i wonder what it would have been like had i just like stayed in lubbock just like a few years longer because i used to live i used to be real like i used to live in shallow water so like and just being there and i know like they were big about football and wrestling and i know like I would have like just fell in love more with the sport than I did. And I probably would have started earlier too. Cause uh, I really didn't even start till like 19 months ago, man. So it's like, and I'm, I'm, and I've already dated myself. by talking about the first thing I saw for wrestling wise. So yeah, yeah, there's that. But uh, I'm curious, man, like who is wild card? Who is wild card, man? Um, he's, He's that person inside of me. He's that person that you can look at as a, either a positive or a negative man. Um, he's that inner demon slash. I'm willing to fight you, fight everyone off, and do whatever it takes to beat the hell out of you and win. Uh, I'm I'm gonna risk it all and do it all. Like he's that. There's no limitations person inside of me. Like I found myself a lot of times being a loner and not having many friends or not wanting to associate with people that I was around because I didn't like them or wanted to be around them. I was quiet. I kept myself. And it's that whole idea of like, you ever want that one friend, that one true friend that, that understands everything about you and knows you from front to back, every little nook and cranny about your life, everything that's up in here, he knows it. He's, He's that mask that I shielded, shielded myself with for so long that people didn't know about. He was, he was there, but no one saw him. They only saw Jeff. They didn't see him. They didn't see the inner person inside of me, the anger, the, 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 the sadness, depression, just everything that I have. When he's on, it's me breaking out of that shell and letting everything out. That's, that's messed me up in my life, you know? The things with my uncles, the things with my father, the things with separated homes and sleeping in a, a five by five trailer with 
with three, uh, two other si two siblings and not having food for 17 hours or, or longer, you know, it just that, 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 and I'm telling you the true story, like all that pent up, like anger, sadness and everything. He's everything I want to show people that I can have. He's out there to just let that passion and anger go. Like he's that ultimate person and he's real now. I put him on. He's not just imagination. He is, he is everything that, that I can be. And I say this with passion because Jeb, he has this, he, he, he's a guy, he can do all these things. He, he can do everything and everything, but he doubts himself mm. every single step of the way. I doubt myself every single day. Am I doing the right thing? Am I working the right path? But with wildcard, not a single moment. There's no doubt. I'm going to go do whatever it takes. You know, he, he's, he's that, he's that anchor that's going to hold me there and say, no, I, I got this. I like that. I like that. I like that. You know, like you said, it's, it's, it's another side of you, but it's like that side that just all, all fear goes out. It's become fearless. And I, I like that aspect of it. That's cool. I like that. So I'm curious, like when you were, you know, obviously going through like all your trauma stuff that, and you like started building this, like this person that was like getting ready to break through, like, when at what point while you were like getting into sport did you realize like this is what it's gonna be so when i started off i didn't know who i was i didn't know what i was i i said i'm gonna be um i used to go by the name joker but everybody had the name joker is this something cool i like the whole graffiti joker cards and stuff like the <laughs> uh the, the whole gangster card stuff like i love that style of art so i loved art at a young age and that's something i i drew myself to especially with wrestling because it's a very artistic sport and it's very physical as well and i never was physical like the only physical thing i did growing up was football and that was only one time and I only did it one time because the coach never played me except for one game. I was training for defense and he played me on offense. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? I, I didn't get trained for this at all. So like, it was an interesting process. So going from there and like starting off, I didn't know what I was. I didn't know what I was doing. Honestly, a lot of, I was training here and there with different guys coming in and out. There was no set trainer. There was no set guy. There's always another person coming in and giving you their input. Um, and at one point in time, everybody just, I was wearing face paint when I first started, I was painting my face, Jeff, kind of like Jeff Hardy and stuff like that and drawing my own paint, painted face. And people just kept on complaining and complaining and complaining about the paint. And I was like, you know what? Fine. If you can come up with something better, come up with something better. And there was a short term. I went by the name JB snow and it was a nineties gimmick that was the dancer that came in I came out in either uh, pants with um, tassels or uh, MC hammer pants and came out to can't touch this. And like, I felt like it was a joke, you know, cause people would have fun and just say things. I was, things were happening in the locker room, hazing in the locker room, being pants and stuff. And, like a lot of guy things, you know, nothing, too insane nothing too in, un, inappropriate or anything like that of course there were limitations um but um i just said to myself what am i doing and who am i like and i sat there and i sat there and i was like what can i do to make this real and i had some people with me and they're like well who is this what are you what are you doing like 
What can you do? How can you create this to make this happen without having them judge it in a negative fashion? In a sense, I wanted to prove them wrong or that this could work. That was my whole concept. Was like, and this was going in my maybe my fourth, uh, no, like eight years in possibly. So Wildcard's only been around for about five years, five, six years, somewhere in there. He's, he's not Brent. He, he, I mean, he started that way, but it, it wasn't there, you know? And I sat there and I thought about it. I was like, I had a guy named Nolan Phillips and um, Justin Taylor and Ryan Justice. The, the, they were kind of my guys I went to about talking about the concept or idea of what I believe it should have been. But I was the one I said, I want it to be a mask. And the guy I was working with at the, uh, or building something up with at the time was named Austin Riley. And, and I said, I'm going to have him zip tie the mask to me. So I, I, I physically break. I break that shell and I am untamed. I cannot remove the mask. I am crazy nonstop wild card from there on out. And I just went off of that, man. And it's like, I sat there and I thought about it. I was like, and like over the years, man, it is me. Like to a T, like I, there's so much about it. And it's just like, how much energy can I invest in this? And that's like all of it. Why not all of it? Because it's, it's going to take all of this. It is me. It has everything to do with me. So make it something. Make him something. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's powerful too, man, though. Like I like. I like how you like, like you said, you just invested everything that you had into it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, dude, I got five, five different sets of walk art. I got an, uh, a, no, wait. Yeah. No, I got over 20, 10, 10, 10 sets of walk art, 10 sets of just walk art creations I wanted to have. And the newest ones are like, like this on, you know, wrestlingtees.com. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com and stuff like that. Like, I, I, I drew everything up. I didn't have someone else create this. I did everything from scratch. I sat at home. I grabbed the piece of paper and I drew it up. I drew. I did. I did paperwork. I looked up ideas. I studied. Um, I would look at. I, I watched Watchmen for. Um, oh man, what is his name? Roshak. Roshak. I got I got inspiration from Rorschach. I got inspiration from Spider Man Green Goblin. I got inspiration from the Mask of Jim Carrey, uh, and um, great. Uh, I think Great Muda was one of the ones I, I looked at as well, wrestling wise. Uh, Delirious was another thing that was there that was doing kind of a similar thing but different, and all of that just kind of like correlated into what I manifested and created. I like it. I like it. So seeing how you say you're a little, you're crazy when you have the mask on, you do some, some wild things that I'm sure you got one of these great stories. So I need to know, man, what's been the worst bump you've taken? Oh man. That's see, see, okay. I, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you three. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, I almost got a fourth. I may have to move one out. Ooh. Oh, okay. So my second match in the industry second the guy i mentioned earlier austin riley is the second match i have right well i'm athletic enough to know that i can make the jump and make the flip so i'm like hey um 
I want to do a front flip dive to the outside. And he's like, okay, cool. We can do that. I'm going to go over the top rope and do a front flip dive to the outside. So let's time out and let that simmer for a second before I get too far. Now, like I said, I started out with a few friends on trampoline. Uh, the few people that started here, I started out on trampoline. I've been thrown off the trampoline uh, onto a, a, a basket, a shopping basket full of weapons because we call it extreme championship wrestling. I flew off, hit the basket, and hit the ground. Oof. Yeah, that didn't hurt, honestly. That didn't hurt. The one that hurt the most is when I got choke slammed off the, off the trampoline to the ground and all you heard was thud. That hurt the most. Yeah. until this day <laughs> so he's on the outside i'm like okay and he's getting up i run and hit the ropes and by the time i'm coming back i realize he's a little further out than i thought so like i start i, I was like i gotta keep going he's gonna move forward he's gonna move forward i jump he doesn't move forward i front flip by the time i like all i feel is like my legs hit here and i go here and all you hear is on concrete and everyone everyone you hear the boys in the back because there's only a curtain between us and the audience go ooh, <laughs> and i'm just in agonizing pain i'm just like <gasps> and i'm like i'm moving my hands i'm like okay i can move my hands can i move my feet i can move my feet i can feel my feet and i'm just sitting there in my head i'm like am i paralyzed am i paralyzed am i paralyzed and i and i and he comes over to me and he goes are you okay? And my response is, uh, the ref comes over and he goes, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not okay. And then he comes over to me and he goes, are you okay? And I go, no, I'm not okay. I just hit concrete. I'm in pain. Cool. We're going to continue. So <laughs> picks me up and throws me back in the ring. <laughs> so I guess the whole idea was like, we can continue and we continue the match. I don't know for how much longer it's somewhere on video. I have it somewhere on video somewhere and I can get it, but it, that, that has to be my top worst bump. Damn. Everybody compares it to the recent bump. I took this, uh, this, the year before last, before COVID hit, I was in a fatal four way and I had uh, grabbed a, a, a railing, uh, one of the rails with the, with the bars in them, set it up on, uh, on the ring and the, the uh, railing on the outside. I got back body dropped from the inside of the ring on top of that rail and it bent through. Oh yeah, no, that oh, that sounds like it sucks. <laughs> it, 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 I still think the front flip to the concrete hurt the worst. That oh. has been the worst one yet. Like, and I, I since I I've only done front flip to the outside from that day once, and that was that was like almost three years later. And that was when there were 10 people outside the ring to catch me. Oh, yeah. No, I can understand. Like, one, the fear factor. And two, like, you're like, all right, well, there's a lot of people. So someone has to catch me at well, this point. Funny story. It wasn't supposed to be a front flip. I was supposed to jump and hit a springboard mm -hmm. and cross body everyone to the outside. I jumped and my toe slipped. And I, I said, yeah. And I hit my <laughs> shins on the top rope. And I balanced just right at an angle and flipped off my shins into them. <laughs> so it was a very acrobatic thing that just happened by pure accident. <laughs> I was like, I hear, I heard, I heard, I have so much style. This is what I did instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I, 
I surprise myself with how athletic I can be. Now, I'm I, I've seen guys well above my my level still that I wish I had just a sliver of their talent, man. There's a, some amazing people I've seen out there. Yes, I am talented. Yes, I recognize that I do have some level of athleticism. I wish people would see how much potential I have. And some people have. And some people have put me out there and said, I want you here. So some people see it. Some people don't. Yeah. So very curious then. We just talked about your worst bumps. Let's talk about the hardest that you've ever been hit. The hardest I've ever been hit? Yep. <laughs> Ooh, let's see. I'm going to, it was my very, very first match when I was training in like very first wrestling ring match. I had got signed up to wrestle, excuse me, uh, wrestle a guy by the name of the Canadian Pitbull, no, not Canadian Pitbull, or like Pitbull or something like that. And this guy was 350 to 375 pounds. And I was 140. Yeah, let's just say I was really thrilled to be out there and over-enthusiastic around him. And I was like, hey, I can do this. I can do that. If you can give me the chance, I can do this. And it rubbed him the wrong way. And um, let's just say he chopped me so hard in the chest and in the back in between the shoulder blades. I was black and blue all over. Damn. Yeah. It's, it's either that one or the match I had with Cahagas. At, uh, I have a poster sitting right here um, on 7-20-2013. Cahagas, the NWA superstar, um, uh, had a, a, a free-for-all match. So basically, false count anywhere anything goes. I took a Kindle stick to the back, and that hit hurt a lot. <laughs> and he, he chopped me as well, and the chops hurt, but that that was a rough one as well. Those were the two top, those are the tough, two top roughest matches I've had so far. Damn. Damn. They just, yeah, getting chopped. Like, chops suck. <laughs> they suck. They suck. Not, and I have just such great blood flow and such light skin. Like, I, you can see it here. I have light, light, light skin. I, I, I bruise real easily. Damn. I bruise real easily. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I was thinking about that because I know, like, recently I saw a video with a guy who was, I think it was Stephen Amell, actually, that did it. And he was like, hey, Darby. And he pulls up his shirt. He's like, chop me once. And Darby Allen was like, okay. And just chopped him. And then Sammy was like, do you want me to chop you too? He's like, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> Yo. He's like, yeah, chops suck. <laughs> they suck. They suck. They really do suck. So aside from, obviously, we, we talked about like the physical side of things. We also know that wrestling is on a mental side as well. So I'm just curious, like, what's been one of like, the hardest lessons that you've had to learn like in the business? Hmm. I mean, to each is their own. Uh, I want to say that. Uh, and I, I was like, and it, it, it was really, I come across the wrong way a lot of times with my attitude, I guess, or my ambitions and it rips people the wrong way. So the whole sit down and shit, sit down and shut up method is a really good method to go by. But for me, I don't like that fully because of the fact that 
I would love to have had the chance to ask more questions in order to be able to do something more correctly than just being told, do this right or don't do it at all. Well, one, uh, you don't have a set training schedule. Two, you don't have a set trainer. So if you're an independent company wanting to run a, a company and you're wanting to have people come to your training facility and services, offer that. Offer a chance for them to speak up and ask questions because if you don't give that opportunity, you're just sitting there going yap, 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 yap. And then it's just going to be so much information. I'm not going to get all of it at once sometimes. And sometimes it takes some time to repeat things or go over things again and again, just to make sure someone understands. No, I like that. I like that a lot. So then I'm curious, man, seeing how you've been in the business since like 2009 and you've kind of, you know, been up and down these roads. I'm just curious, man, like what advice would you give to like up and coming wrestlers? Hmm. Advice, man. Um, Go home. Uh, when you're at home, don't be afraid to work on your craft. And when I say work on craft, I'm talking, do the things that you hear people say, cut promos uh, uh, on, on your show and talk about who you're facing and working on those promos and do them over and over again until you like it. And if you kind of go, I like it, send it to someone that you know that's willing to be fully honest with you. And I mean 100% honest with you. And is not afraid to, to hurt your feelings because that person is going to be your go-to person to tell you how it really is. And when I say go home and work on promos, I had a guy this last week uh, or weekend before last when I was working at a comic con. Go, he goes, I had that entrance and I just, I just, it, it wasn't me. I haven't figured out who I am yet. And he's he's six foot five, two hundred and something odd pounds. And I just started spitballing things. I was like, have you thought of this? Have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? And he's like, no, no, no. I was like, okay. I said, here's one thing that someone mentioned to me. You got a phone. You got paper. Go home. Write down, ideally, what you want to do. What is your start? What are your moves? What are your, what are your uh, things that you do that make you you? What is your taunts? What is your character work? Figure out everything. Grab, like that door behind you, I would say, set up the camera where you are now. And open that door and walk around the corner to where you can't see it and hit play on a Bluetooth device of some sort, your phone, I don't care, and play your music and walk through on camera and do your pose. We all want to be on TV, right? We all want to be on AEW. We all want to be on WWE. We all want to be on uh, Impact Wrestling, ROH. What are you doing to make that impact? Every single step of the day. What are you writing down? What are you working on? Because if you're not sitting there thinking about what I can do in a match as a face, what I could do in the match as a bad guy, what I can do in my entrance alone. I had three minutes for um, a battle royal. And, I, and I, I only had 20 seconds in the battle royal. I took every minute I could of that entrance to tell a story of who I was and what I was. And I had, more, I had five people go, your entrance alone made me understand your character. That, if that's all the time you have, take that opportunity during that entrance to get your character over. Because if that's the only thing you're going to get, they're going to remember that. People are going to go, what the hell is that? What is that? What's going on? You know, I'm only six foot tall. I am now 190 pounds. I've lost weight. So I'm not no big guy. I, I'm trim, I'm small, I'm athletic. So 
there's a dime a dozen. But what I do, what I do, what he does, makes a big, big difference with what people see. So write down everything you want to do. If if and if you can't do it, scribble it out. Start over. Nuke and crannies. Take your time. So many people are so worried about the moves and the ideas of what's going on in the match. Character work, man. People love character work. When I went to ROH in 2012, I think. I'm going to say 12, but I may be wrong. They were doing reviews of character works and promos. And they said it would take about five minutes to talk and discuss your promo work and ideas about your character, what you can do with it. I was the only one. And Moose was there. Uh, Jay Lethal, uh, so Moose was in training or, or development at the time. Uh, Damian Priest was there. Um, there's another guy. Um, but Jay Lethal, Delirious, Jay Briscoe, Kevin Kelly, all of them were reviewing it. They spent 20 minutes talking about what they could do with Wild Card. 20 minutes. If, if I... If I had just dropped everything like they tell you you should do as a professional wrestler and make the sacrifices that you need to make, I could have been on ROH years ago, possibly. I could have got the right training. I could have been right around the right people that lead me in the right direction and do the right things and be further on than where I am right now. But I do not regret my decision because I am happy. I have things I never and I mean, never thought in my lifetime I would have by the upbringing I have. I'm very, very fortunate to be in the situation that I am. And very fortunate to have the people around me that have guided me and helped me become the best person I can be today. Have the right people around. Bet. That's a, that's a lot to take in, man. Like, you gotta just like, you know, some, some of y'all out there are gonna have to listen to this like twice. <laughs> How are you gonna it get is, it's a lot and it's, it's because it's not one thing man. It, it's never just one solitary thing that's going to get you there man the, you just got to remember that there's so so much that goes along with everything so i'm curious man like you know we've talked about the time and you've been to roh and you've been here like what's one do and one don't that you have in the locker room I, okay, so are you talking about like a new locker room and like for my personal self, what do's and don'ts? Yeah, give me one do and one don't of a new locker room. Man, you always want to show up early and help set up if you can in any way possible. And to always help tear down. Always. Unless you're told otherwise for any specific reason, you always help set up and you always help tear down. That's a do, no matter what. I've been doing this, like I said, 12 and a half, almost 13 years. And I still help set up. And I still help tear down, tear down. No matter what. If, if Unless something emergency or something like, I got to work the next day. And I'm like, hey, I can't. I really got to get going. I got an eight-hour drive. And I got to be somewhere at 8 o'clock in the morning and get to work. You know, that's very rare, though. That, that, that rarely happens to me anymore. I'm like, hey, I'll get home at five o'clock in the morning because I helped uh, 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 a business shut down, you know, uh, or, or set up and tear up. Um, and don'ts, uh, 
I don't, uh, man. Um, don't, don't ever feel like, uh, how to say this? Um, don't, don't ever feel entitled to anything. You're not entitled to anything, period. I learned that the hard way. You're never entitled. I can walk into the place I'm wrestling at tomorrow, and if I walk in with the wrong attitude, you can kick me out the door just like that. You're never entitled. You've got to work for everything. you got to work hard and work for everything. And if you do that and you have the right attitude, it's going to go a long, long ways. I like that. I like that a lot. It makes sense. And it's just great life advice as well. Like just Yeah, yeah, in it is. Um, it, it, it's taken me a while to be in this mindset. The last two years I was, uh, two years ago, I was very unhappy. I didn't want to wrestle anymore. I didn't want to work in my job anymore. I didn't want to live where I was living. I was tempted to go live out in a vehicle, out in the middle of nowhere and stop everything. I was just so unhappy with just me. So self-reflection and depression is real. It's in a lot of people. So you got to realize what you have and what you are willing to change. Two years ago, I said, what am I doing with myself? And what am I going to do? I started studying more again. You know, I started reworking out even harder and better. I got in the best shape that I've ever been in my life again. I, I, I'm motivated. I'm happy. I'm studying at my, my shoot job and I've gotten education like documents showing that I'm, I'm doing stuff there. So you just got to keep working on you, man. You just got to keep working on you and just, and for the naysayers, prove them wrong. Prove them wrong. I was told I wouldn't last. I was told I'm too small and I've wrestled for some of the biggest companies. I've been in the locker rooms with WWE superstars you can do whatever you set your mind to, you know? Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right, man. It's, you know, you got to just, you got to work for it and you got to push for it. So those are like my heavy hitting questions, but we do got to get into the second best segment of all the three count podcasts. People ask me, well, if that's the second, this is the second, what's the first? There's a Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find every Sunday on our live show so if you want to check out the debate show that's where you'll see those but this is the three count podcast 10 count questions jeb this is how it works i'm gonna fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast whatever's your answer is your answer are you ready to play the game Ooh, so rapid fast rapid fast so i gotta be quick with it all right, all right i'm gonna do my best <laughs> all right well we're gonna put on imaginary timer for added pressure Bing! and here we Go. Smackdown or Raw? That's right. Favorite movie? Oh, uh, 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 Endgame. <laughs> See how that works? Sonic or Mario? Mario. Favorite yoga position? Uh, Scorpion, I guess. I don't, I don't really know it. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Favorite color? Red. Diamonds or hearts? Uh, hearts favorite podcast uh that's up in the air right now uh 
three count podcast. That's right. See, it's like we set this up or something. And then nominate me one person that you want to see on this show. Um, if you haven't done them already, Justin Taylor, the living proof, the living proof we have, he's actually been on our show. Okay. If, if not him, the next one in line would be Ryan justice. If you haven't done him. Okay. Okay. We'll take that one. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show, favorite curse word. Ooh, I'm trying to watch my language, but, um, shit. It's a great one. Just shit. <laughs> Sugar, honey, iced tea. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I've used shits a like so much and I've used it at shows. I wasn't supposed to uh, use it on. So I've gotten in trouble for that. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I've been really trying to work on that because I've, it's, it's cheap, honestly, in wrestling, it's cheap. Um, so got to study your, your dictionaries or study words or ideas and, things like that to make you sound just smarter or better than somebody else sometimes sometimes you, know, you just don't have to say anything at all you just put on a mask and you get crazy and get belligerent <laughs> what's funny though is that like i i always i always look back at george carlin right because he's like one of my favorite comedians like all time you know rest in peace but he always had like the seven dirty words you can't say on tv but it's in that joke that he said something that was prolific to me right and he's like and this was back in 1970 so he was like you know, there's 399,993 words in the English dictionary, and seven of them are considered bad words. And then, like, he goes through the bad words. But I thought about it. I was like, yo, like, if you have, like, I usually don't curse. In any of my promos, I don't curse. I was like, because there's other words that mean the same thing that will get the same point across. And I'm like, you can find something. Like, the English, the English dictionary is not... It's not this small. It's massive. It's got lots of words in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I definitely agree with you. And it's funny too, because like, and I don't know, I, and now that I pointed out, I'm sure somebody will go back and watch all the episodes, but you'll see, like, if I don't, if the, if my guest doesn't curse, I usually don't curse. But if my guest is cursing, guess what the fuck I'm doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're cussing. Yeah. yeah. It, I, and like I said, I could be a sailor. Don't get me wrong. I could be a sailor. So, uh, the, but I, I, I want to refrain from that uh, just because it's, 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 it's cheap. I, it's cheap. It's cheap. It's just simple. It's, it's cheap. I mean, it's, it's too easy. It is, but that is it for the three count podcast, 10 count questions. So the last thing I need from you, Jeb, is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you, man. It's real simple. I got an Instagram Twitter and a Facebook, and they're all at the same one. It's at the wildcard mask at um till at, at that. So just at the wildcard mask. I almost said my email for bookings. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and then you know, you like you mentioned earlier in the show, you do have a pro wrestling tease out there too. So you know, yeah, uh at at the wildcard mask. Everything it, it can be found on my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. They have the link to the pro wrestling tea shop and everything there. Um, they do have discounts every so often. I mean, the more people for me, I'm not, I, I would love you to buy my merch, but for me, I just a like and a follow, man, that goes a long ways. Follow me, man. I'm constantly working on, uh, working on doing things. I've been, uh, cross, across the country. You know, I haven't been out of the country yet. Uh, I just got my passport this year. So, uh, hopefully when 
COVID uh, relieves in some way or form, I can see about going possibly to Canada. I have a person that has connections in Canada. I can go there. I can possibly look at possibly going to Japan or any other place. I just wish I could go and learn from. I, Japan's a big one. That's going to be super hard to even do, honestly, without some sort of help. <laughs> but right. I, it's a it's a goal, you know. I, I I'm not afraid to travel. You know, that's that's where I want to go. At, so that so that's it. That's all we have for it now. I'm going to take this home. We're taking it home. We're going right to the finish, which means one thing. This is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. And like I said at the top of the show, I am your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man who leads you up this mountain called wrestling. And just like every good Sherpa, you have to have someone that has been there, been there before and taking you on that journey. And that's what this is. So it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And right next to me, you can see him. He is Jeb, a.k.a. the wild one, the wild card himself. You guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there or you you just wait till this episode ends and you wait for the outro and you listen to another one of our episodes. <laughs> Peace. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there. Find us at the three count underscore pod. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn the notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say also one thing i need you to do for me the three count podcast also has merchandise at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod please go buy our t-shirts we love you guys and we hope you love us too so show some support please